0: Tratcast Express. Tratcast Express, it's Thursday, January 12th, 2023. A lot has happened since the last Tratcast Express, most notably the death of Father Joseph Ratzinger, the so called Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI. Not surprisingly, the internet is filled with reports and stories about how incredibly conservative Ratzinger was, even traditional. And of course, some are already calling for him to be declared a saint, just like all the other popes since Vatican II, obviously. But not only that, beyond sainthood, there are also calls for Ratzinger to be named a doctor of the church. Hmm. Doctrinal Witch Doctor is maybe what he should be named, considering just how many people he's bewitched by his theological gobbledygook. Meanwhile, the Semitrads are trying to find their narrative about Ratzinger, and that's going to prove difficult because, on the one hand, his theology was an insufferable modernist mess centered on Vatican II with doctrinal error dressed up as a return to the sources of the faith, while on the other hand, it was Benedict XVI who gave them Summorum Pontificum, the motu proprio decree that freed, as they say, the traditional Latin Mass. Now, if all you care about is the external celebration of the 1962 Missal being widely available, then sure, Benedict is your hero. But if beyond that you care about the real Roman Catholic faith, apart from which the traditional Mass is ultimately pointless, then you will recognize Joseph Ratzinger for the dangerous theological undertaker he really was. An ecclesial termite, as Christopher Ferrara called him a few weeks before Ratzinger became Benedict XVI. Anyway... The Pope Emeritus Circus is now over, and that means that for the first time since 2013, there's only one so-called Pope occupying Vatican City. It's everybody's favorite, Jorge Bergoglio, the apostate from Buenos Aires, also known as Francis. Yesterday, Francis began a new series of catechesis for his Wednesday audiences. The topic? You're going to die laughing. The topic is the passion for evangelization, the believer's apostolic zeal. Yeah, because when you think passionately working to save souls, you think Jorge Bergoglio, right? Nah, didn't think so. Well, look, it's not that Francis doesn't want people to convert, he does but it's to clean energy rather than Catholicism, which for him is not a system of doctrines anyway, but more of an encounter with an experience. No one is saved alone, Francis keeps telling the world, except he doesn't mean it as a slogan to bring people into the Catholic Church, outside of which there is no salvation. No, instead, it's his rallying cry for human fraternity, Let's all just get along, live and let live. You have your religion, I have mine, and it's all good because God wants it to be that way. All we need to worry about is the environment and being respectful to each other, caring for those in need and of course for our common home. Fraternity, peace, equality, dignity. That is ultimately what Francis wants and no Freemason could possibly object. Catholicism is not found there. So don't worry, Francis isn't interested in saving souls. He's more into saving energy, because, you know, our common home. And the only tradition he thinks worth defending is that of the indigenous, specifically the indigenous pagans, you know, Gaia, the Sacred Circle of Spirits, the Grandmother of the West, and all that. So then, what did Francis say in his audience catechesis yesterday about that passion for evangelization? Well, for starters, he made clear at the very outset that he's not talking about proselytism. Remember, he called that solemn nonsense in one of his first interviews in 2013. Then he brought up the call of Saint Matthew by our Lord, recounted in Matthew chapter 9 verses 9 through 13. And he engaged in what I'm going to call linguistic theology. Listen to this, quote: "Jesus does not stop at the adjective. Jesus always seeks out the noun. This person is a sinner. He's that kind of person. These are adjectives. Jesus goes to the person, to the heart. This is a person. This is a man. This is a woman. Jesus goes to the subject, the noun, never the adjective. He leaves aside the adjectives. Now, Francis had done this before, so this isn't anything new, but perhaps someone could let him know that the words sinner and person are nouns, not adjectives. But, oh well, maybe it's a translation issue. Anyway, obviously, our blessed Lord came to call and save sinners. And we are all eternally grateful that he did so, because otherwise we'd all be on our certain way to damnation. But let's just stop with the silliness about nouns and adjectives. This is not about grammar. And in any case... It's not true that, uh, you know, ooh, noun's good, adjective's bad. An adjective can modify a noun and thereby change the meaning very significantly. For example, the noun pope means the head of the Catholic Church. But if if I add the adjective false so that it becomes false pope, well, now I've changed the meaning almost entirely. Or consider the word angel. By that we normally understand one of God's messengers, such as Saint Gabriel, the archangel. But if I add the adjective fallen so that it becomes fallen angel, now we're talking about a demon, perhaps even the devil himself. So let's not kid ourselves here. Adjectives are rather important. Not for Bergoglio, of course. right? He wants you to think that the noun is what matters at least for as long as it serves his agenda. When he denounces people as rigid, then suddenly adjectives are just great. Anyway, what he means by this noun-adjective stuff, we saw some years ago when the British TV personality and stand-up comedian Stephen Amos, along with some others, had an audience with Francis at the Vatican. Amos is not religious. He's an atheist. On top of that, he's also an unabashed sodomite. In fact, some years ago, he hosted a televised documentary on certain body parts. So he, along with some other celebrities, participated in a 15-day trekking challenge to Rome back in September of 2018. Once Francis heard about their arrival, he wanted to meet with them. And when it was Amos' turn to speak, he explained that he was looking for answers and for faith, but that he didn't feel accepted in the Catholic Church because of his depraved lifestyle. Okay, so he didn't say it exactly like that, but you get the idea. What a golden opportunity for that beacon of evangelization and mission, the passionate evangelizer Jorge Bergoglio to jump into action and lead that poor sinner away from sin and darkness toward the light of faith and grace. Right? Yeah, except that's not what happened. Instead of leading Amos, however, gently and diplomatically out of his unbelief and his vices, Francis slammed those who would focus on the adjective more than on the noun. You know, those who would focus on gay rather than man. Well, fine, if it's nouns Bergoglio wants, we can just go with sodomite. No adjectives needed. Here's what Francis said verbatim, as reported by Crux on April 19th, 2019. Quote, Giving more importance to the adjective rather than the noun, this is not good. We are all human beings and have dignity. It does not matter who you are or how you live your life. You do not lose your dignity. There are people that prefer to select or discard people because of the adjective. These people don't have a human heart. Unquote. Now, of course Amos was overjoyed by that magnificent response because it effectively confirmed him in his errors and his wicked lifestyle. By what Francis did and didn't say, the false pope communicated to him that there was no serious need for him to change because no matter what, he still has dignity. Now, certain Francis apologists may dissect the statement up and down and try to argue that there's really nothing Francis said that was actually false. But that's not even the point. The point is what Francis communicated by what he said and by how he said it, and also by what he didn't say that he ought to have said. What Bergoglio communicated to Amos, and what Amos understood is that he was all right the way he is, and that it is those who dare to object to his declared moral depravity that are the real sinners. There's no serious need for him to change because, after all, he will always have his dignity. That he has an obligation to act in accordance with his dignity as created by God with reason and free will, and that even people with dignity can go to hell for all eternity, is something Francis left out of consideration, of course. So there we see Bergoglio's passion for evangelization. Leave the sinner in his sins and, what is even worse, reassure him in his sins, in those very things that will condemn him to an eternity of separation from God if he does not die with supernatural faith, hope, and charity in his soul. That is the gospel according to Bergoglio, and it doesn't take a master theologian to see that it is a false gospel. So when Francis now drones on about apostolic zeal and a passion for evangelization, he's either being hypocritical, or else he's simply referring to his gospel, the gospel of man, where human dignity eclipses the true condition of fallen humanity and where the rights of sinful man trump the rights of Christ the King. So when Francis says, and here we return to his catechesis at the general audience of January 11th, when Francis says, We are the ones who proclaim the Lord. We don't proclaim ourselves. We don't proclaim a political party, an ideology. No, we proclaim Jesus, unquote. He's simply lying. I mean, think about it, if the Vatican II Church in general, and Francis, in particular, actually proclaimed the true gospel of Jesus Christ, they would seek the conversion of all people to Catholicism. But do they? Far from it. For example, in Ecumenism, the goal is not to make Protestants Catholics. In fact, that is the one thing they have ruled out from the beginning which is probably why the Protestants are even participating. I can't imagine they'd be interested in ecumenism if the stated goal were their conversion to Catholicism. Then, in interreligious dialogue, does the Novus Ordo Church seek to make converts to Catholicism? Nope, not at all. Instead, the purpose of such dialogue, as even Benedict XVI affirmed, is to arrive at mutual understanding. That's why every year the Vatican wishes Hindus a happy Diwali. That's their festival of light. They do not make any effort to convert them from the false lights of idolatry that currently blind them to the true light of the world, that is Jesus Christ. And what about the Muslims and the Jews? Do they try to convert them? Not for a minute. They consider them Abrahamic religions, and therefore as having a common spiritual father, as if Abraham had engendered three different religions. In 2019, Francis signed a document on human fraternity together with a Muslim imam in Abu Dhabi. That document declares that God wills the diversity of religions in the same way that he wills also the diversity of sexes, races, and languages. So there. That undermines all missionary activity completely. Evangelization makes no sense if God wants there to be different religions. In fact, then you'd actually be sinning by wanting all people to be Roman Catholics, because then your desire would oppose the will of God. See where this leads? Finally, as regards the Jews, well... Least of all does Francis want to convert the Jews, of course, his elder brothers in the faith, as if Talmudic Judaism had anything to do with Roman Catholicism. There is a reason why the church has traditionally called them perfidies Judaeis, faithless Jews, because they do not have the faith of Abraham, even if many of them may have retained a fleshly link to him. As our blessed Lord said in John 6, 64, only the spirit gives life, the flesh is of no avail. So no, the Vatican II religion simply isn't into converting people. That would be that nasty proselytism, and that's pagan, don't you know? Oh yeah, and of course if there's one man who hates paganism, obviously it's Jorge Bergoglio, right? Now, well, here's what he said yesterday Quote, We need to put Jesus in contact with the people without convincing them, but allowing the Lord to do the convincing. For as Pope Benedict taught us, the church does not engage in proselytism. Instead, she grows by attraction. Don't forget this when you see Christians proselytizing, making a list of people to come, these are not Christians. They are pagans disguised as Christians, but the heart is pagan. The church grows not by proselytism, it grows by attraction, So Bergoglio declares that Catholics who seek to convert non-Catholics by convincing them of the truth of the Catholic faith are really pagans at heart. Does it get any more upside down than this? Black is white, up is down, true is false, right is wrong. Read the Acts of the Apostles sometime. You know what you'll find there? St. Peter and St. Paul convincing others to convert to Catholicism by their preaching, by their argumentation, by their testimony, by their disputes. And they made converts galore, also aided, of course, by miracles and other good deeds accompanying their preaching, and lending it great credibility, but they certainly used words, they used arguments. This idea that all you need to do is feed the hungry and smile a lot, that's nonsense. Of course, it's good to be kind and help the needy, but that alone is not sufficient. That's not the gospel. But Francis claims it is. Listen to how he continues. Quote, I remember once, in a hospital in Buenos Aires, the women religious who worked there left because they were too few and they couldn't run the hospital. And a community of sisters from Korea came. And they arrived, let's say on a Monday, for example, I don't remember the day, they took possession of the sisters' house in the hospital, on a Tuesday they came down to visit the sick in the hospital, but they didn't speak a word of Spanish. They only spoke Korean, and the patients were happy, because they commented, Well done, these nuns, bravo, bravo. But what did the sister say to you? Nothing. But with her gaze she spoke to me. They communicated Jesus, not themselves, with their gaze, with their gestures. To communicate Jesus, not ourselves, this is attraction, the opposite of proselytism." Unquote. Ooh, the opposite of proselytism. So what Bergoglio is preaching is the opposite of convincing people to be Catholics. Good to know. Now obviously, if you don't speak the language of the patients in a hospital, all you have left is gestures and gazes. That's perfectly fine. That's beautiful. And no doubt, given those circumstances fueled by prayer and other good works, surely, Souls were touched and the love of Christ was made present there. But to say, as Francis does, that this is all it should be and that the rest is somehow done miraculously by the Lord, that's false and dangerous. Our Lord said to teach all nations, not to gaze at them and caress them with a smile. There's no necessary connection, we might add, between helping the sick the way those sisters did and the gospel. Let's be frank, any atheist can do the same, and I have no doubt there are a number of atheists and agnostics and other unbelievers who help the sick in that way. The gospel cannot be reduced to the corporal works of mercy. God did not become man so we would feed the hungry. Christ came to feed souls rather than bodies. Read John 6. Although it may sound incredibly pious and spiritual on the surface, then Francis's teaching is not only false, but absurd. For example, imagine a patient in a hospital experiencing just that sort of merciful treatment by a kind woman, and upon inquiring as to who she is and what she's about, the patient finds out she's a Methodist pro-abort lesbian. So what is the patient supposed to do now? Become a liberal Methodist? Become a pervert? Bergoglio's blather about attracting rather than proselytizing is just a clever way to teach people not to share the true gospel, lest souls actually be saved. And eternal salvation, now that's an adjective and a noun, Pope Francis has absolutely no use for. Tradcast Express is a production of Novus Ordo Watch. Check us out at tradcast.org, and if you like what we're doing, please consider making a tax-deductible contribution at novusordowatchorg slash donate.